0: Hello? Okay. Um, Let's quickly pray real quick, y'all. Glory to God. Adonai, I thank you for the ability to come before your people on today, Father. I thank you right now, Father, for your word, Father. I thank you right now, Father, that you have caused me to come into alignment with my spiritual leaders on tonight, Father. I ask right now, Father, that you would open the ears of every believer in here, Father. Open their hearts, Father, to hear what you're trying to say to the church about fear, Father. I thank you right now, Father, the stronghold of fear would be broken in this place, Father, so that we can live in love, Father, so we can live in a true relationship with you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. So I bless you, Father. I honor you, Father, as your Holy Spirit would minister, Lord God, to each and every person, Father. Let us leave this place changed forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. All right, so the title tonight is Come Out of Hiding. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Woo! Yes, <laughs> when I tell you pastor was in my whole entire teaching, even the scripture, um, I'm just like, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Um, that confirms that I'm really truly hearing from God. And this is what God wants his people to hear. Um, So I'm going to start off with why I decided to do this teaching. Um, I've ran for years from pastor and teacher. Um, I went to a meeting with teacher and teacher was like, I don't understand why you just keep running. Like, I can't keep up with you. You've been here for like four or five years and you just keep running from me. Um, I felt really uncomfortable when I was around them. I would hide in the shell. I would avoid situations um, that would really cause me to grow. Um, I was thinking that if I would just be quiet or be silent within myself um, that nobody would see me. But yet I was very loud to my spiritual parents at all times and those that were um, spiritually connected to me. Um, I would do this unconsciously. Um, It was just like this fortress I built up. This was who I was. If I started to feel like um, I might have to be vulnerable, I would immediately shut down. Teacher told me in a meeting that I was actually fearful of growing. And I was like, I'm scared to grow? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I've never heard that before, but you know what? That might be true, that might be true. Um, but it wasn't until recently that Holy Spirit was like, that is 100% true. And it was after I decided to be obedient and do this study. Um, this teaching is about my journey of not having a sound mind, about hiding underneath fear and anxiety. And um, now I do have a sound mind, praise God, and how I've, um, glory to God, (laughs) how I've come to have true knowledge of God and his love. Um, I'm so thankful when teachers said that there is no mindset that God can't reset, and I'm a witness of that. All right, so my testimony about not having a sound mind. For as long as I can remember, I've been fearful. Um, I was consistently concerned about what others would say about me, how others felt about me, Um, what if I made mistakes. It was just a continuing running chain of thought. Um, I would go to church because I was fearful of going to hell. Um, I got saved because I was scared. Um, I got married out of fear I danced in fear, I counseled in fear. I mean, this fear would just manifest itself all the day long. (laughs) Um, And then eventually this fear and anxiety turned into me being overwhelmed. So then you had the Ashanti that whenever you spoke my name, those that knew me, it was like, well, I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you... No, this became my reputation, being overwhelmed. And it really bothered me because I didn't want to be overwhelmed. I didn't want to be fearful. But at the same time, I wasn't doing the very simple things of salvation to break out of that. Let's see. So I took note of my thoughts because pastors say you need to take note of what lie you're giving birth to and conceiving. So some of the thoughts that I would think, um, like I said, how will others respond to me? Will they like what I'm doing? Will they hate what I'm doing? Um, How would they feel about if I tell them the truth? If I say what's on my heart about what they did or how they're acting? Um, Will people laugh at me? Because I was bullied a lot um, growing up. So I was always nervous about, you know, are they laughing behind my back? Are they joking on me? Um, I would say to myself, I can't do anything right. I'm not skilled or I'm not talented enough. That was a big thing for me. Um, Especially not being smart enough. Even though I have a master's degree always felt like just not smart enough. Um, biggest one, what if I fail? What if it doesn't succeed? Um, what if I make a fool of myself? What if people find out that I'm not really who I pretend to be? Right there. That was the one. <laughs> what if my heart is exposed? I felt like exposure was something too great for me to bear. I felt like if I got exposed, I was gonna die. (laughs) I mean, that's the truth. I've almost had like panic attacks, just thinking about being exposed. Um, Having an unsound mind has affected every one of my relationships, my ability to serve, my career, and my purpose. I was damaged and I was damaging others by being fake, emotional, and hiding. So I'm a counselor, right? And a part of being a counselor is you have to help people who have fear and anxiety, right? So, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? But as I was doing this, I was like, hurt people also can't effectively help people because you're too consumed with your own hurt. You're too consumed with your own pain. So my clients are in there, they're talking about how scared they are to you know, take this career path. I'm like, so am I. I feel you, yeah. And how am I really helping them? So BK said to me when I was doing Built by B, he said, if you're a counselor dealing with fear, how effective are you really being with your clients? And I went to go pick up that weight and I was like, how dare he say to me that I'm not being effective? But he didn't know it because I smiled and I was like, yeah, okay, all right the person I pretended to be. All right, so living in fear and being overwhelmed, I was defective in my mind. I was ineffective in my purpose in the kingdom, always wishing, you know, I I wish I could, you know, operate my anointing like Star, like T, like Miss Brandy. You know, I I wish I could do it that way. I wish I could stand before the people. Um, I was an intercessor with no prayer I was a worshiper with no praise, a student with no study. I was crippled. I was living behind the stronghold of fear and anxiety. Oh yes, praise God. (laughs) Okay, so what finally sparked me to walk in deliverance was last month. Um, I wasn't able to dance for communion, and it was hard because I felt like I had let my spiritual leaders down. But I'm thankful that God shut the door so that I didn't get up here and minister um, and set up strange fire. Um, I had become so comfortable with living in the background, helping other people's ministry flourish and grow. Um, I didn't want to be called on to be placed in a position where my heart would be exposed and put on display. Because I honestly didn't want people to see my lack of discipline, what I wasn't doing with my Lord, our lack of relationship. So um, at the communion I went up to the altar, I went to prophetess, and I said, this is the last time that I'm gonna deal with anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. I'ma walk away, and I'ma do this study. I'ma <laughs> overcome what I've been putting off, cause mm-hmm. I need power to get over this mindset. Ooh. Thank y'all, y'all know I'm a cry baby, it was coming. This is me. All right. So just to go on a little bit more about my deliverance, um, I'm very talented and it took me a while to see that. Um, (laughs) I'm very talented. But even with being talented, the covering of fear and anxiety kept me from seeing that. All I saw was worthlessness and my sin, as you said, Pastor. All you see is condemnation. All you see is what you really have been set free from, but you don't see it as being set free. You see it as being in jail. So like I said earlier, I was fearful of being vulnerable, of being hurt, and looking like a fool. So where did most of this fear come from? It came from me being very quiet and listening to people talk, listening to complainers. I began to take in the way that they looked at people, the way they said things about people. And I was like, well, if you are talking about them like that, if I get up there, you are gonna talk about me like that. And so that caused me, not to love the other person the way that I should love them by seeking the best in the other person. It hindered my prayers for my brethren because all I hear is the complainers and what they had to say about that person's flaws. So now when I go to prayer, I'm praying for that person's flaws and not the perfect will of God for their life. So as Pastor says shut down the complainers. They will destroy your mindset. They're manipulating you. They're manipulating your relationship with the brethren. It's just, it's chaos and confusion. Yes. So as we learned that names are very powerful. And so our names predict our attitude. They can predict where we're going in life. So my name, Ashanti, means mighty warrior. (laughs) and so I thought it was funny I was like my name is mighty warrior yeah I am crippled by fear I said this is real cute that the enemy has used this and so instead of me being a warrior for the kingdom of God and warring against the kingdom of darkness I became a friend to the kingdom of darkness and was warring against the kingdom of God. So, what is an unsound mind? Not being mentally healthy or whole, not wholly sane, a mind that is not firmly made, placed, or fixed, doesn't have anything that's true in it. It is a mind that is diseased, diseased, and injured, defective. So for the purpose of this study, for what I personally have went through, I'm gonna focus on fear, anxiety, and being overwhelmed. Um, Fear is an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, whether real or imagined. It's a loss of courage. And so we know that the Father says, be courageous, for I'm with you. Anxiety is intense, excessive, persistent worry, fear about everyday life. Fear was originally created so that we could stay alert and focused. Yet we become so anxious about everyday life that we begin to be alert and focused about everything and then our body begins to turn on us so we start having panic attacks. We begin to have you know, fast breathing, can't sleep, uncontrollable thoughts we just let it run rampant. But this was originally produced so that we could have action, not that we'd be all coward and fearful. And then finally, overwhelmed. To be buried down, completely defeated, inundated, overpowered, overcome, especially with superior forces, destroyed, crushed to cover. So every time I said, I'm just too overwhelmed, there's too much going on, I can't do this, I'm saying I was buried down, crushed, completely defeated. I was covered. This is not the mind of Christ at all. (laughs) The way we think comes from the Father, and that's from Pastor's teacher, The Battle for the New Mind, Part 6. Displaying these characteristics was from Satan, not God. So pastor says we need to find ourselves in the word, right? And so I don't know why I've never seen the word overwhelmed in the word until pastor's been doing the battle for the new mind. But it's there. It's there a whole lot of times. (laughs) So if you are dealing with feeling overwhelmed, anxious, fearful, go to the word. So Psalms 143, verse one through four. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me, and in your righteousness. And enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no man living is in himself righteous or justified. For the enemy has persuaded and persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life down to the ground. He has made me to dwell in dark places as, though who have, as those who have been long dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed and faints within me, wrapped in gloom. My heart within my bosom grows numb. That's your life when you have fear and anxiety. You're numb to the things of God. You're as if you're a dead person, having no relationship, no connection to God. In a dark place. So, what is at the root of having an unsound mind? I went back to the teaching from October 2018 on fear that Pastor did. He stated, Our relationship with God isn't where we think because of sin. So, what is the sin that comes along with fear and anxiety? Immoral thoughts. Wanting to be famous or want to be seen, lustful thoughts, seeking attention, vain glory, unforgiveness, lack of trust and faith in God. When you have fear and anxiety, you try to cover these things. So He gave the warning that whatever the sin is holding you back, you need to get rid of it, so we can have a true relationship with God that is founded in spirit and in truth. So, I'm going to go to 1 John 4, verse 18. <laughs> we won. We won. Um, let's do the King James Version. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment, He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So what is torment? Severe mental and physical suffering, agony, worry, to be annoyed excessively. Yes, so we know that there's different types of fear, right? So for the kingdom purposes, there's fear of world and man, and then there's the fear of God. So a huge issue with the person that doesn't have a sound mind is fear of people. You fear man. So the God, God instructs us not to fear man, because ultimately man can't harm us. He can't do anything to us. Wicked men, however, are consistently fearing other people, especially... The righteous. So I said earlier how I was constantly running from teacher and pastor. I didn't want to be exposed. I didn't want them to see me. So I would stay away from them. Such fear causes people to act deceitfully and attempt to hide their sin. So, <laughs> an example of this is in 2 Samuel um, chapter 11 where David tried to hide the fact that he had engaged in an adulterous relationship. So he had the husband murdered, Mr. Uriah. And this is the same thing that we do when we sin and then we try to quickly cover it up, start becoming murderers of ourselves, pretty much. There's no other way to put it. We are murdering our spiritual self instead of exposing the sin. All right. On the other hand, a person that is an unbeliever has every reason to be panic-stricken at the thought of God, at the thought of punishment. He has no eternity with God. He has fear of God's judgment. These type of fears often don't lead to repentance for an unbeliever, they often lead to them trying to hide from God. And at worst, he begins to deny God's existence and his claim on his life. We do the same thing when we fall into fear and anxiety. We become, as an unbeliever, trying to hide from God, not repenting, When fear, um, I'm sorry. When we fear, we return to the mind of an unbeliever denying God's power to save us. When we fear, we return to the mind of an unbeliever denying God's power to save us. As I was thinking about that, I was like, if I actually put in the time to fear God the way that I fear other people, I mean, my relationship would actually be where I wanted to be in God. Amen. <laughs> it's just that simple, it's that simple. All right, so the sound mind. So we're gonna go to Second Timothy chapter one at verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. What is a sound mind? The capacity to think, to reason, to understand, to have self-control and self-discipline, to make a right decision and stick with it. Oh my God. A sound mind is the capacity to think, reason, and understand. It's a mind that is self-controlled and self-disciplined. So, who do y'all think in this ministry has a sound mind? Pastor, teacher, prophetess? Yes, so I chose teacher. Teacher male has an extraordinary sound and disciplined mind. I took note of her life. She works a demanding job. She's currently in the midst of writing books and training manuals. She's a wife. She's a teacher. She evangelizes. She helps pastor for the care of the sheep. She spends time with her grandchildren. She mentors. She intercedes. She studies. She battles physical issues—TMJ, metal migraines. She's involved in NACIS. She cares for her families and friends. Yet, she sits here with her right mind, listening for the voice of God. Um. So I thought about it. I said, what if teacher doesn't or didn't have a sound mind? What would that look like? She would be popping off at pastor, the sheep. She wouldn't be able to handle her workload or the physical ailments. She would be damaging the sheep and ineffective in the kingdom. Those of us that have been delivered or seeking to be delivered from anxiety, have you really marked teacher? Have you marked her? Have you looked at her sound mind? Have you looked at the way that she balances everything, the way that she handles even us? Have you noticed the way that she worships even when she has a migraine? The way that even when she's traveling away, she comes back with the word from God. And I know those conferences are not, you know, vacays. they're demanding. Or do we run away from teacher? Do we not listen to her guidance? You know the little tidbit she gives us in the hallways? when she hugs us, in meetings? Or do we feel like it's impossible to reach where she is? Teacher, when she was in a meeting with me, she was telling me everything that she does. Just in a week, um, preparing to teach the word of God. And she was telling me about her peace and how it never disturbed and how she cherishes it. And I sat there listening to her and I was like, I'm not sure if that's for me, if that could be me. But after examining her life, her mind, her sound mind is simply just a product of her love and intimacy with God. And in return, his gift has been peace for her. Um, the word of God in John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give. And I bequeath it to you. Not as the world gives to you do I give. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. And this is simply what Teacher has done. Her mindset, her peace is not impossible. It's a choice. <laughs> All right, so as I prepare to close, um, Minister Al, can you read 1 John? First John 4, starting at verse 7, and going all the way down to the 20th.
1: 21st verse. This is 1 John chapter 4 at verse 7. It so reads, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is and springs from God. And he who loves his fellow men is begotten, born of God, and is coming progressively to know and understand God to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest, displayed where we are concerned, in that God sent his Son, the only begotten or unique Son, into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us so very much, we also ought to love one another. No man has at any time yet seen God But if we love one another, God abides, lives, and remains in us. And his love, that love which is essentially his, is brought to completion, to its full maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. By this we come to know, perceive, recognize, and understand that we abide, live, and remain in him. And he in us, because he has given, he has imparted to us of his Holy Spirit. And besides, we ourselves have seen, have deliberately and steadfastly contemplated and bear witness that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides, lives, makes his home in him. And he abides, lives, and makes his home in God. And we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of by observation and by experience, and believe, adhere to, and put faith in, and rely on the love God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us, that we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him, glory. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. We love him because he first loved us if anyone says i love god and hates detests abominates his brother in christ he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen and this command charge order injunction we have from him that he who loves god shall love his brother the believer also.
0: Amen. So to kind of wrap everything up really quick. Oh, okay. Well in that case, let me ease on back. (laughs) Um, Perfect love, that is where nothing is missing, nothing is broken. You're whole and complete. Love is shared with God and man. You know that true affection is from God, and it grows out of God's love for and in us. This type of love produces boldness before God. How do we achieve this love and boldness? True fellowship with Jesus and the Father. Obedience to God's commands, as Pastor said before. Separation from the world, remaining in truth, and loving our fellow believer. A real intimate relationship with Jesus and the Father is how you break the spirit of fear. So just some practical things that we can do. Stop being in agreement with the lie of fear. Take on the new mind, the new life in Christ, by having a genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit. Make time and make room for God. Be in his presence. Fear God. Revere and have respect for him. For fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom, This type of fear will lead to the ability to make sound decisions, have knowledge of God. The whole reason why I was scared is because I didn't know my father. I didn't know his love for me. I didn't know the sacrifice of Christ. I didn't have the reality that all his promises are yes and amen. It wasn't a reality that he causes my mistakes to prosper. It wasn't a reality that the work that he started, that he's going to complete it. None of that. I discounted the word of God. I made it of no effect in my life. So this closing scripture is one that I think summarizes just everything for me. So I leave you with this, Psalms 56, verse nine through 13. Then shall my enemies turn back in the day that I cry out. This I know, for God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise. In God have I put my trust in confident reliance. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Your vows are upon me, O God. I will render praise to you and give you a thank offering. For you have delivered my life from death. Yes, my feet from falling. That I may walk before God in the light of life and of the living. And that's the end, y'all.
2: Please give God a hand clap of praise and adoration for his engrafted word that's taken abode in our sister. Can we stand on our feet? Can we give God the praise, the glory for the change, the metamorphosis that has taken place in our sister's life? God is worthy. He's worthy. I always sit as a teacher, as a student, when someone else is teaching. I'm a student. And as I was sitting there watching and hearing her, probably about maybe even 15 minutes into teaching, uh, one word came to me, regal. She was so... her. She was, it was, um, when there's a change inside, it manifests on the outside of a person. And I saw this regalness about her. And um, God's word does the anointing on His word. Creates an entire new image of you. Um, Then I actually was hearing all what was taught and what she became. And as a teacher or even as a parent, when you see all what you've instilled in your child or your, your spiritual daughter and you see yourself is overwhelming. Because once you see what you've imparted them, Gabby, you know that they're gonna be all right. I know that in ways where you couldn't handle yourself, you can now. I know how you're gonna interact with people now, you're gonna be bold in your, in your speech. Because when you grow, what is essential spiritually is, it starts even in the family, because people get used to knowing you as who you are naturally. So they're used to you being passive. So when you start to be situational, passive, or or passive-aggressive, this is not you. And then you appear to be rude. Now you're seen as being not nice. Because you're not your natural passive self. But I, I had to do that in my home and out of my home and with my extended family. And when you do that, people get offended. And you can't be a people pleaser. I stop you from growing and I stop myself from growing when I'm a people pleaser. When you say what you, God give you to say, and you know God has given it to you to say, it's going to be in love. So I don't need to try to repackage it. I don't have to cater to a earthly way to communicate it to you. So your feelings don't get hurt. Because this is a spiritual relationship. And in our spirituality, there is nothing to do with your feelings. And so you are entering into perfection. You're entering to completion. Because fear no longer has a hold upon you. Look, you have permission, you have permission to enter into perfection. Yeah. So hubby, you're going to have to be ready for her. To, so there's going to be conversations that you're going to have with your wife that you're not going to be used to hearing those kind of responses. Look, like I know, look, look, because she's, look, because she was in the process of letting go fear and to take off fear, which is this, 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 this mind, this, see that the tormenting mind or the tormenting thoughts come from Satan. This is why he says, I haven't, God says, I haven't given you the spirit of fear I haven't given you tormenting thoughts, but I've given you my mind, which is power, love, and a balanced whole mind. He said, I haven't given you tormenting thoughts. This is what happened when, whether um, it's the fact of, like I said, people are afraid to live Righteous. Tormenting thoughts that you can't live righteous. Tormenting thoughts that you cannot live righteous. He said, I haven't given you that spirit. I've given you my spirit, which is of love, power, the ability to cast out, chase away tormenting thoughts to chase away what seems to be punishment. But it bursts from offense. Offense. This is where fear comes from. Because it make you feel guilty. But you only feel offended you don't feel guilty. You feel offended. See, this is why you would compare yourself to others. You was offended by what they were doing. You was offended by other people doing things. And you felt that you couldn't do it. You were... <laughs> which what? Fear. Offended. it. brings fear. Offense brings Fear. Because it's a, it's a forever courtroom session that is going on. And you feel as though you are guilty, but you feel offended though. <laughs> I love what God has, has done in your life. I love what God has completed in your life. I'm truly yeah. filled with joy. It's nothing like seeing your children grow. Yeah. You want better for them. Yeah. <clears throat> Minister Brandy had asked me, what is your nearly when we first met? What is like your your power? What was the word? <laughs> What's your superpower, right? I love the conversations that I had with Brandy. she she, she got this little special I really love these they're, they're, they're thought-provoking questions. You need to be around people like that. nothing wrong with having fun and joking, but before it's all over with we tend to ask you know what's your word for today? I'm like, what's my word for the day? What's your word for the day? <laughs> You're checking up on me. I'm the teacher. But no, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. I don't say that. Uh- <laughs> but she was asking what was my superpower, right? i like, superpower? We don't do superpower here. But anyway, but I, I knew what she meant, right? Superpower. I said, well, self-control you know, discernment, that my Super Bowl really is my, my self-control. I, I prize myself on on that because it keeps me stable. That means that if my husband leaves me, which means he had to lose his mind and, and they had to put him in insane asylum or something like that, right? And we all pray him out, you know, back into his right mind. Uh, <laughs> or All, you know, my children turn their back on. Everyone you love, right? Turn their back on you. I should still be able to stand firm and steady because I have a mission. I've been called by God. (laughs) And people can't see, and I can't be moved or distracted because you left me. See, this is what happens with us. Something going on with your kid? Something going on with you? Something going on with Look, even if something going on with me, <laughs> I can't remain here. I'm on, I'm on a mission. <laughs> stay still. <laughs> it's feel a little rocky, but stay still. And I prize myself on self-control because there are always going to be tormenting thoughts. The question is, what do I do with them? And how do I respond? First thing is I should be expedient about my response. It should be, look, an automatic response with no delay. Once I respond, see, immediately, see, I I haven't given any time for it to become a part of me. So it doesn't take, any effect upon my life and my direction and my thought life, I'm still going the same direction. It's almost like when you're driving a car and you can see what, what could almost happen, but before it happens, see, but, see, I can't get out of control and lose my, or it's icy on the road and things can, look, could possibly lose my life, I see this truck coming towards, but look, I have to stay calm because I need to be in control to make a clear, decisive decision. And this is how I handle my life. If things are not life-threatening, it doesn't get my attention. Because that doesn't require everything doesn't require a response. Yes, yeah, salvation is, you right? <laughs> but that's a big thing for us as believers: your self-control. Your self-control keep you centered in peace. Your self-control keep you anchored in your salvation. Your self-control keeps all the fruit of the spirit operating continuously in your life. I don't have to try to work them. They're working on their own because I have self-control. Being kind, long-suffering, all of that. Even though you don't treat me right, but I have self control that keeps look that keeps my emotions intact. So I don't have to be going off on you <laughs> because I'm look I'm, I, I I have part of humanity. See, I could I have a choice that I could is available. <laughs> 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 now I might want to. <laughs> self control keeps me. Anchored in the word. Amen. And it's nothing like having a well-balanced mind because you can see what is for you and what's not for you. And you can realize that I don't have to feel like this. Otherwise, you feel like you don't have a choice because you don't have self-control. I don't have self-control. I don't feel like it's a choice. I have to feel overwhelmed because I have no choice. So it makes you feel that. Look, it makes you feel, but that's not your reality. But without self-control, it is the illusion of no choice. No matter what has happened to your life, I can choose, but only with self-control because it's the emotions that drives me and determines how I feel in my outcome of my life. I thank you because when you first came to the ministry, oh, just so. But glory be unto God. <laughs> <laughs> I believe our last meeting, um, and I try to have this with definitely with all the women in the ministry. Yeah, I try to have a one-on-one with everybody. I, I do all the mentoring, and then I try to do, you know, off-site, you know, talking and interacting. And I do. I let you really get to know me my whole life. A past, present, and where God has taken me. And the best, how to get the most out of mentorship is through observing the life of your mentor. There's no meeting that equates or can take the place of observation. See, observation, than implementation. Observe. So what, what you've done, you have observed, and now you've implemented. And so I know when something is permanent. So I want to tell you that. It's permanent. See, sometimes we can see something, and it seems to be good, and uh, I'm going to start doing it, like working out. But you know when it's permanent because it, it's a finished, decisive decision. Once you make a choice, it's done. I've decided that I'm going to only intake so many calories a day. Absolutely. Like and, and even uh, Gabby tried to, to, try to tempt me <laughs> with a hot chocolate chip cookie. Anybody know? that is like crack cocaine, and I've never even been on crack cocaine, but I'm just saying, <laughs> this is the, it's hot. <laughs> you see the chocolate melt, then, then how it's going to feel when you begin to bite it. And, and <laughs> right? <laughs> it's real, right? And so I was like, yeah. I was like, no, she was like, mom, it just won't hurt you. See, can't see. The voice, the voice. It wasn't many one though. See, but when you made decided, Mom, you made a choice, and you made a choice, and you stick with it. Look, that's that's one of my models I've given the woman: make a good decision, your choice, and stick with it. See, I have to stick with it. Um, but should you just come up one more time? I mean, I I want y'all to see the 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 change, woman of God. Beautiful from the inside and out. See, it's one thing to have a, she has an awesome personality to begin with. uh, And just a giving heart and a, a servant's heart. But it's one thing for that to be hidden. And now you are on display for the glory of God. I am so proud of you, Ashanti. I am so proud of you. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> it's awesome it's a beautiful family Daltony and man of God filled with the Holy Spirit alright a man who won't try to hear this had seen enough of so called church and church people but when he came to the place of truth and came here long enough and he said wait a minute there's something real going on here. <laughs> See, it's something that's the Holy Spirit. It'll catch you off guard. And you, oh. <laughs> got me. He got me. He got me. <laughs> Beautiful son. You're shy. where is he? Amen. God, look at him looking at mommy. Bring him up, grandma. Bring him up. Bring him up. Look <laughs> at you smiling, Look catch you smiling. Right. <laughs> Jesus He said he know Jesus loved him. He said it within his spirit. I heard him. He said, praise the Lord. <laughs> wow. Who would want to serve a God like this to where you no longer are under grips of fear, anxiety? That'd be awesome, right, Sammy? Yeah. To no longer to to say that this is something that has been passed down generation. This is something that you look. You said pass that over me, and it's not. I'm not catching this pass down. Amen. We thank you all for coming out tonight. This is just. This was just so sweet to my heart. I tell you. This is sweet. For your labor, to see your labor, mom. I know what it's like to look at your children and. And the years of putting in your your love and your care, and you know, trying to get them to go the right way and not to, you know, make mistakes that don't have to make it. Then when you see them, that you're doing and operating the things I've been planning, putting to you. It's beautiful. I love you so much. I see myself. A reflection of me. Thank you. I'm sincere when I say that. Glory to God. Is there anything else, Pastor? It's beautiful. Anybody else? Questions, comment? What you learned a husband? Any words? <laughs> Just grateful that God has sent you this regal woman
3: of God. It's regal. Oh! Check, check, check. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Hey, y'all. No, 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 go ahead, teach and finish. This is just great. Um, This is the form that we're going to be using for all the ministers. Wow, this is just bad right here. We got to get another system. What's that? Hello? I just want to thank everybody for... Coming out tonight, and um, very inspiring, heartfelt sermon. Amen. Amen. I love I love it because if you can't be yourself here, where 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 can you be yourself? You know, this is a place where we don't look at the flaws and uh, you see them, but that's not. Um, how we interact with each other um vulnerability is very important it's powerful because when you're vulnerable you're you're saying I'm at the end of what I can do and now God I'm going to trust you now with my heart my whole heart and allow you to take over I don't know what to say I don't know how to respond but I'm going to listen to you you're you're in i'm in your likeness. likeness likeness means function so we should all be functioning you know the same even though we have our own personalities but the love that we show forth to one another should be very common uh it should be something that's native to us and not foreign amen uh This spirit of offense offense, has to to leave. I told you that 99% of why people leave church and start their church is because of an offense. So imagine you starting your ministry on the foundation of an offense. Now, that's not pleasing. So I really want us to understand what this love is. And we read it every... Sunday, 1 Corinthians 13, it should be part of your life every day. It will solve every issue, every circumstance that you could have. 1 Corinthians 13 is the answer. It's unconditional. Love never fails. It never loses. Except when you truly love, it looks like you're losing. But in the end, he won, didn't he? looked like he was losing man thank you Ashanti. warrior (laughs) see he goes against every everything that god has for you even in your name you know this is why names are very important in the bible uh, because it controls like your destiny yeshua jesus that's that means salvation so every time that you see Jesus, you're saying salvation. Every time you hear the, and Jesus is a translation, all right? The proper name is Yeshua. Like Joshua. It's Yahshua so that means salvation. So every time you hear his name and you see his name, he's saying salvation. Amen. So you gotta kind of have an understanding of that, how powerful that is. In the name of salvation. You go to the Father. Pray like this. See, you're going to him in his son's name, which is salvation. Amen. It's a powerful revelation if you can really understand. Um, I just want to say thank you. I love you all. Um, this moment can never be repeated ever again. It is recorded in the books in heaven tonight thank you oh man can y'all stand to your feet don't let y'all go oh don't forget sunday it's the first night of hanukkah if you don't know what it is i want you to come out find a friend bring a friend we can tell you exactly what it is it's going to be an unveiling of truth amen uh come out and tell a friend you've never experienced do something different okay going to make sure we bring some truths about it in itself. Um, So look forward to seeing y'all at seven o'clock on Sunday. Yes, we're going to have service as usual. Come on back. Amen. So, Let's bow our hearts right now. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, salvation. We come to you tonight. We thank you, Father, for the ministering of your Word tonight, Father, that it was in power. It was in demonstration, Father, and ultimately it was in the love of our Heavenly Father. And we thank you right now, Father, for this sound mind that we have. We thank you for your Ruach Kadesh, your Holy Spirit, Father. I thank you, Father, for ministering to the hearts of your people today, Father. Now I pray, Father, protection over the word that was sown in their hearts tonight, Father. I pray that it was on fertile ground tonight, Father, that the thoughts and the minds of the people have been changed because of the ministry of your servant tonight, Father. And we love what you said, perfect love, cast out, dispelled, all fear. And as your children, we should know what is from you, Father, and what is not of you, what's pleasing to you and what is not pleasing to you. We just give you honor. We give you our worship, Father. We give you our commitment, Father. We just want to bless your holy name to this place tonight, Father. Don't take for granted the breath that you have breathed in us today, Father. We do not take for granted, Father, our brother, our sister, Father. Is there an ark or anything that you have in your mind and your heart toward anybody release it tonight stop listening to the whisperings of the enemy stop complaining it's time for rejoicing it's time to enter into his rest, his peace his shalom, nothing missing nothing broken and you need to decree that you have a sound mind tonight you have power due to I have the ability to cast down every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of my God. Oh, we bless you in this place, Father. We hollow this place out, Father, for your purpose and your purpose only. Reign and rule in the minds and the hearts of your people in here tonight, Father. Oh, we have the victory already, Father. And we say tonight, Maranatha, Father. He's coming and we are a people who are prepared tonight. It's in the name that is above every name, the only name that a man can be saved, the name of Yahshua, Jesus. That is the name that we bow our hearts to, Father. We honor you. We bless you. It's in your precious son's name that we leave this place, but not your presence. Safe travel to every one who has come out tonight to worship you, Father. the spirit of truth and holiness father we decree it and we declare it father that you are the living god and we are your people tonight we bless you it's in jesus name we pray amen and amen